Let's take our Bibles, please. Turn to the Gospel according to Matthew. The Gospel according to Matthew chapter 6. It is great to see you all again. I I really mean it. Great to see you all again. I'm sure you know this saying, uh, you do not know what you have until it's gone. Don't know what you have until it's gone. For the first 20 years of my life, uh, I attended Eastside Baptist Church. I actually attended Eastside Baptist Church even before I was born, uh, while mom was pregnant. I attended Eastside Baptist Church. uh, And I just thought... Well, yeah, I mean, every Baptist church is just like this one. I mean, obviously, uh, every church is just like this one. Every church has a a loving environment. Every church has uh, great people you can rely on. And uh, as as I got older, of course, you uh, smarter people than me, you you might know that that's not quite the case. Not quite the case. Uh, So what I the first thing I want to tell you tonight uh, is do not take for granted what you have here. Do not take for granted what you have here, all right? Um, Because you do not know how good you have it. Uh, You don't know what you have until it's gone, and you don't know just how great uh, it is to be in a church like this, to be with kind, uh, loving people, and people who will take the time to to help you, to guide you along, and uh, you do not know how good you have it until you leave. And secondly... um, um, excuse me, do not take your pastor for granted either, okay? Let me say that clearly. Do not take your pastor for granted either. We have a great pastor, Pastor Jet. We have a great pastor. Now let me, now let me restart. Well, every pastor is just like Pastor Jet, isn't it, right? I mean, every, every church is just like ours, just as, as I've always known. Every pastor is just like ours too. Uh, not quite the case, my friend. Not, not, not quite, uh, because not every pastor is as approachable as he is. You come and talk to him and, and say, man, you know, uh, I just want you to know I'm not the perfect congregational member and I've got some problems, man. And he'll talk to you. Not every pastor will meet you where you are. Not every pastor is as loving as he is. And not every pastor is not like him, okay? So I know that we can get into the repetition of church. I know that uh, I have been, uh, I've been, uh, I've been doing that uh, before. Uh, church can be repetitious, or, or uh, but just for a moment, as as somebody uh, from the outside, I guess now, uh, please do not take for granted. This is an excellent church. I love this church. This church will always be a piece of of me, of my home. Uh, will always be here. And sometimes I catch myself saying, "Well, I got to go home." Uh, and that means mom and dad's house. And, and I'm like, well, I, I guess uh, maybe I shouldn't say that anymore, but I'm sure mom will argue with me on that. But would you stand with me, please? Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. Again, I sincerely miss you all, but please forgive me for not visiting more often. And understand this, that God is doing a work in Elk Point, South Dakota. Amen. God is doing a work in Elk Point, South Dakota. So... And the surrounding area with my friend Michael Moose in Akron. God's doing great things. Uh, So with that being said, uh, you know that I want to visit more. My parents know I want to visit more. uh, But I've got things to do. I've got got people to see, things to do, and hopefully uh, leading people to the Lord uh, in Elk Point, South Dakota. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Matthew 6, verse 19. The word of God says this. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, 
where moth and rust does corrupt, and where thieves can break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for uh, this piece of your word. I know, I know it's short, uh, but God, would you work in our hearts tonight uh, using these verses? And God, you've already uh, worked on me. You've already uh, shaped my heart and, and molded my heart into uh, what you wanted. And Lord, would you help me uh, relay the message to your people? And God, would you bless us tonight? And thank you for, again, for this opportunity It is an honor to be here. In Jesus' name I pray this, amen. You can be seated. I thought, I have been thinking more lately uh, that you may not know, my my wife works at a financial institution in the Dakota Dunes. It's just north, north Sioux City. It's called Cruise Financial. And I know, I remember telling her, I know it's not a bank, so what is it? And she said, well, you, financial advice and uh, retirement advice and investing advice and things like that. And, and every day she'll come home and, and give me new information and, and tell me the new things of what's going on. And, and it's good that I have an inside person, being my wife, I have an inside person on the financial market and things going on like that. So now I, I'm beginning to think twice about investment and things like that. And I also thought it'd be extremely appropriate that a guest preacher would bring up money. So here I am. And uh, but I'm glad you knew that was a joke. But uh, we will continue. Uh, I have always thought how my life would be different if I had invested some, in some company, some giant company, like, oh, that'd be kind of fun. What if I invested in, and now, uh, now let's, let's uh, have a little fun on a Wednesday night, play a little game. Tell me, what is this company? What is this company? In July 1995, a new company started in the garage of Bellevue, Washington. The company opened as an online bookseller, selling the world's extensive, most extensive book collection to anyone with internet access. Have you decided to save $5,000 and put it into the stock? Uh, your stock would be worth $2.5 million today. What is this company? Amazon. That is Amazon. Very good, very good. All right, this is for uh, teenagers only and young people only, okay? Uh, Yeah, I want to do one for you because I love you. Ready? The following company was founded in 1997 by Reed Hastings and Mark Randolph in Scotts Valley, California. Initially, it sold and rented DVDs by mail. In 2007, it it introduced streaming media and video on demand. If you invested $5,000 in this company, uh, it would be worth $500,000 today. What is this company? That's Netflix. That was Josh. Good job, Josh. That's Netflix. One last one. I made this one hard. One last one on April 1st, 1976. This fruit company started in the bedroom of his parents' house in Los Altos, California. If you invested in this company with your $5,000 investment, it would be more than $2 million today. That's Apple. How'd you? Oh, man. That's really good. That, yeah, that's, I thought I'd get you wrong. Because I said fruit company. Yeah, so then I was going to do like this, apple. But you took, I wasn't expecting anybody to get that one. Very good. It's fun to look back. Okay, refocus. It's fun to look back at successful businesses. Think, man, I, I wish I would have. Uh, maybe $10, $100. Uh, Uh, Netflix was in my lifetime, Apple was not, and uh, the other one, Amazon, that was in my lifetime. I could have invested, but but today, today, at this very moment, 
We are faced with excellent investment potential. I want to tell you that. We are faced with excellent investment potential today. And the title of the sermon tonight is Your Investment Potential. Your Investment Potential. Title of the sermon tonight. This is, uh, I know some of you might say amen to this. This is tax-free investments. uh, (laughs) Tax-free investments. Of course, tonight, I will not be pitching you a stock. I will not be asking you to join me in buying cryptocurrency. This investment is in things that will never pass away. This investment is in things that will never pass away. Would you read with me one more time, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6. With all of this being in mind, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, and where thieves can break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth or rust doth corrupt, and thieves do not break through and steal. For where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be also. So when I read this, I, I, I think to myself, well, I have a heavenly bank account. That sounds like a bank account to me. If, if you would just read, uh, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. If you just read that, that sentence or that phrase, that, that sounds like a bank account to me. That sounds like investments. Lay up treasures in heaven uh, where moth or rust does corrupt. Uh, and that sounds like a heavenly bank account. And while I cannot touch it while I'm here on earth, I can make uh, uh, deposits, but I cannot withdraw. Uh, also, a, a great thing that I find about the heavenly bank account is we do not know who's rich and we do not know who's poor. But it will be known uh, at the time of uh, when we're there, when we're in heaven, it will be known. But as of right now, we can't flex our heavenly bank account. You see my credit card and things like that. There, uh, obviously, that doesn't exist. But uh, lay up for yourselves treasures uh, in heaven. So in Matthew it says, now I'll start again. In Matthew it says, do not invest in material things. Do not invest in material things. These things will rust and will wither away. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. Where it will rust, where it will decay. And it will decay while you live. And if it doesn't, then while you die, it will decay later. Uh, we all know that things have a, you know, a, a, a life, a shelf life, and, and things, will be, things will be done. But he says, uh, do not invest your money, or if I could change it a little bit, do not invest your time in the things that just do not matter. And the things that will not really, you know, when you die, it's like, okay, you, you know, it, it won't really get you anywhere. So warning, the first warning is lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where things will rust, things will decay, things will rot, and and, uh, thieves can steal it. But instead, I'll give you some instruction. Instead, I want you to lay up treasures in heaven. Lay up treasures in heaven where it cannot rust, it cannot decay, and it is reserved in heaven for you. He says... So don't spend all of your investing in your money and your time in things that just simply don't matter. Into habits, into hobbies, that really at the end, they don't affect anything. They don't change anything. But instead, invest your time, your money, into something that will never pass away and that will never perish. And God has, has them reserved in heaven for you. Someone once told me, uh, and I repeated it at my uncle's funeral, there will never be a U-Haul behind a hearse. There will never be a U-Haul behind a hearse. You cannot take it with you. 
Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, but I want us to start thinking, if I die today, would I be happy with the investments that I've made in people and in my time? If, let, now, for the rest of the message, I'm going to repeat that. Uh, please give me grace while I repeat things. For the rest of the message, will I be happy if I died today on this Wednesday night? Will I be happy with the people that I invested in? Can I look back and say, man, when I think of this person, I invested in this person. Or, or will, I, will I have anything? Now, now young people, uh, it is easy to think about investments. You think that's for mom and dad. <laughs> that is for someone else. And, and, you know, mom and dad invested me, but uh, it's not yet my time uh, to invest in someone. Not, not so. Not so. Look, you know, I, I'm going to say this a little later if I have the time. You know, Brother Sam is looking for mature young people that will take younger people and take them along and help them. Amen. You know, Brother Sam is looking for somebody like that. I'm looking for people like that in my church where I, where I go. We're looking for uh, young, younger, uh, older teenage ladies, older teenage men that will see a middle, school, uh, middle schooler sitting alone and say, hey, I'll sit next to you. You might, or you might see, see a family walk into the door and say, I have no clue who that family is. Would you go up and say hi to them? Would you go up and say, hey, uh, my name is, and just want to greet you and say, welcome to church today. You know, we're, we are looking for people that will do that. My question tonight is, well, who exactly are you investing in? And, 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 and in what? In, in your time, in your people, who are you investing in? Let me continue. But invest, now back to Matthew, but invest your treasure in heaven where it cannot rust and it will never wither away. Now, uh, Matthew 6, th- this little, these verses I, I find to be uh, fairly uh, um, easy to get. I'm like, do not, uh, do not invest in things on earth that will rust. Invest things in heaven where your treasure, be, where your treasure is, uh, your heart will be there too. Okay, that's, that's it. That's, that's the verses. But the question now is the how. The question is the how. So God instructs us, do not invest on earth, invest in heaven. How? That, that, I mean, that's kind of the rest, that's the rest of the sermon. Uh, how do, and how do I do that? Well, um, if you would allow me, I think there is millions of ways, <laughs> thousands if not millions of ways to invest in your heavenly bank account tonight, to invest into heaven. And if I could boil it down and, and uh, just please give me some grace if, if you do not agree, if I could boil it down to its simplest term, I would say it's investing in people. It is investing in people. How do you invest in your heavenly bank account? I would, if I could, one sentence, one sentence, one answer, Investing in people. That is, that, I believe that would be the uh, most correct answer for me. And grammar is great for me too. Most correct, I just said. You know what is hugely lacking in our churches is, is mentorship. And I'm not saying Eastside Baptist Church. I'm saying churches as, uh, as a broader scheme. Uh, mentorship is lacking. Who have I been mentoring? Who have I been bringing along? Who am I investing in uh, is a wonderful question. Who am I putting my time in? And who am I putting heavenly investment in? It is easy for me to start thinking, where would I be if people didn't invest in me? Yes, sir. It is easy for me to think, where would I be 
if people would not invest in me. So tonight, uh, this hits very close to my heart because uh, those who invested in me are here. Many, um, excuse me, many of you, uh, you can hear my voice, you can see me, you are here. From each, each and every person, I, um, I want to say thank you tonight. Uh, um, I wanted to say, I wanted to leave a, a piece in my message just to say thank you for the many, many, many people who are here tonight that invested in me. I will be, um, I'll be very quick. I want to take a moment to say thank you. And, and I want you to follow me in this thought. So while, while I'm speaking, I want you to follow a thought, follow a thought. And that is, um, where would I be if people didn't invest in me? And uh, no investment is too small or insignificant. Right. Follow this thought. Follow this thought with me. I want to thank my Sunday school teachers. That's Kath Sherman, Todd and Sherilyn Anderson, Mark and Tina Lippert, and Clarence and Sandy Collins. I want to thank those who invested in me here tonight. That would be Heath and Diana Chambers. I, I was on the bus ministry here at this church for about 10 years. And it was even before uh, I was able to drive. Before I had a driver's license, I was on the bus. And you know what they did? Uh, Heath and Diana would pick me up in the morning before I had a driver's license. Pick me up take me to church, off we would go on the bus. The time and the investment that they made in me allowed me to invest in others. I'm very thankful for that. By the way, I, I, lit, I slipped a, a, a paper to my mom and said, Mom, is Heath and Diana here tonight? Where are they at? And Mom said, they're in patch. And I'm like, uh, of course, they're investing. <laughs> yeah, right. Of course. Can I say that again? Of course, they're, they're investing. They're investing in people. I want to thank uh, Eric and Deanna Van Zee. Uh, Eric drove the bus that, that allowed us to pick up the kids. I want to thank Juan and Olga Vargas for investing in me. Um, during high school, my youth pastor moved out of Sioux Falls. Juan and Olga said that they would invest in the youth. They took over and helped the youth of this church. And after I came home from college, I remember asking Juan to be my prayer partner. And we would pray together every Wednesday night. We would pray together Wednesday night. We'd walk to the back. And that was a time where I could be real with him and say, this is, this is the real, really what I'm struggling with. And he could tell me what's going on in his life. I remember one specific night. I don't know if Juan will remember this. I asked Juan to pray. I said, pray, can you please pray for a future partner for me? This is the first time I ever had the guts to say it. I don't want to sound like a whiny baby. But I'm like, you know, living in my parents' basement isn't all cut out and fun anymore. I'm ready to move on to bigger and greater. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. And uh, I remember telling, telling Brother Juan Vargas, would you pray for me about my spouse? It was only two weeks later, it was a Sunday night on Easter, that the person, um, excuse me, the, the person I married walked through the door. And, uh, excuse me, I'm so thankful um, for, the, for the people that invested in me uh, in this place. I want to thank, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, I want to thank my junior church workers, Dana and Renita Maurer. Thank you for investing in me. I want to thank Elmer Holso, Corey Estep, and Pastor Spencer, and Pastor Jet. And uh, just one more thing to say, and then I'll, then I'll move on, because it's not about me. I'm not trying to make it about me. Here's the thought. Once again, here's the thought that I want to follow. Where would I be if people didn't invest in me? I would not be where I am today. 
with that being said, uh, excuse me, Elk Point Baptist Church, they met two weeks ago and, um, <clears throat> and unanimously um, voted, <laughs> excuse, excuse me, trying my best, uh, to uh, take me on as their full-time assistant pastor. Excuse me. And I knew this part would be hard. <laughs> and then when I can move on, I'll stop crying. Uh, I know I would not be where I am today serving the Lord if it not were for the people in this church uh, that invested in me. I thank God for the godly examples. I thank God for the people I've met, for the patience that they had with me. And now I want you to start thinking about this. Where would you be if people didn't invest in you? Where would you be if people didn't take you under your wing and help you? But, so you can take this thought and say, where would I be if people didn't invest in me? Now I'm able to move on. But I want you to turn it around and say, now who am I investing in? Amen. Now, so take, again, take that thought, where would I be? Man, I, I can think of this person, I can think of this person. And So I named mine, but you go ahead, you go ahead. I can think of this person, I can think of this person. I would not be in the spiritual place I am if it wasn't for these people. Now, that's wonderful. Now, who are you doing that for? Who are you taking along? Who are you investing in? Because we can get quickly busy with distractions, hobbies, habits, and we hold tight to our Bible knowledge, but we do not share it. We hold tight to our time, but we do not share it. And we hold tight to our money, but we do not share it. Tonight, uh, we must consider once again, if I die tonight, am I happy with what I invested in? Am I happy with the people uh, that I spoke with, that I shared the gospel with? Am I happy with the missionaries I chose to, to give money to? Am I, am I happy with, and you can you take that thought. If I died today, would anybody think I saw Jesus in that person? I saw Jesus in them. That's, I, I know that when that young person said they would pray for me, they would pray for me. I knew it. I knew it. You know, people come to me. I just had a lady at work come to me the other day, and she said, would you pray for me? I'm going through divorce court. You get people, there should be people at your school saying, hey, I mean, it's kind of embarrassing. I know you're the Christian. I know you'll pray for me if I ask you to. Would you please? I, I, wish, I wish you could do that for people. Would you invest in people? Invest in your friends. Uh, invest in those around you. Uh, I had some of the sharpest friends. Brother Clarence Williams was one of my best friends uh, growing up. And him and I invested in each other. We, we took time to grow and sharpen each other, just like the Word of God says. So, um, now let me, let me continue. Will my... He, will my uh, I, I get on and off my notes. Uh, will, when I die, will my bank account be full on earth, uh, but those around me, they didn't see Jesus? Or will my heavenly bank account be full, and I will walk through heaven's gate and see my reward, and have my reward there? Now, I, I, this can be said. Now, I, you can take a, an example. I, I tried to not give too many examples. You can take an example and, and add and remove any of the names that you want, but... I have a friend of mine, Brother James Ruckman. I'm sure that, does anybody know him here? A friend of mine, Brother James Ruckman. I wonder, uh, not, to be, not to be morbid, but I wonder when he dies, he gets to heaven. 
you know, the, the multitude of African people, they would say, Brother Ruckman, it's me! Welcome home! Thank you. Thank you for your investment, Brother Ruckman. Thank you. You know, if you didn't come to Africa, I wouldn't know Jesus. I just want to say thank you. I wouldn't be here tonight. I wouldn't be here today in heaven if it wasn't for you. Now, you can, you can add names, remove names. You can add missionaries. One of those... One of those is my dear friend, Craig Chambers. Craig Chambers just went to heaven about a month ago. And maybe those bus kids are younger than he is, but there's going to come a day and you say, Brother Craig, it's me. Do you, do you recognize me? You picked me up on that bus. You, you brought me to church. Just want to say thank you. Just want to say thank you. And once again, what am I trying to get out here? Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Brother Ruckman, for investing in me. Thank you for taking the time. Look, I, I worked in the bus ministry. There's days I'd rather sleep in, Brother Wade. Days I'd rather sleep in. Days I'd rather uh, go out to lunch and, and not bring the kids home. <laughs> they can walk home. Uh, I'd rather be doing other things. But, man, investments were made. And I, and I praise the Lord for that. Sometimes you wonder, if I could be investing in other things... Is this what, is what I'm investing in matters? And I hope that when I mentioned my Sunday school teachers, that if you are a Sunday school teacher here tonight, that matters. Amen. That matters. And I hope when I mentioned uh, my junior church workers, if you're a junior church worker here tonight, that mattered. Yeah. I would not be the person I am today if it wasn't for people that invested in me that didn't bring me the gospel, that didn't teach me, not only bring me the gospel, but teach me further along after that. Sometimes you wonder, uh, or is it, it, it is easy to feel little and insignificant when we invest in those around us. It's easy. It is easy. You can think, well, uh, my Sunday school class is only four people, only five, and, uh, you know, what am I, I going to do? It is easy to feel insignificant. You're in Matthew. Can you turn to Matthew 25, please? Uh, stay in Matthew, Matthew uh, 25. And I want to speak very quickly. This is the parable of the talents. The parable of the talents. So, uh, once again, <laughs> this is the real place where uh, the Bible speaks of investments. <laughs> The Bible speaks of investments. If you want to take your time and read this another time, that's Matthew 25, verse 14 is where it begins. Uh, the Bible speaks of investing. Verse 20, Matthew 25, verse 20. So, so uh, I guess if I'm skipping to verse 20, I, 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 I should not assume that you know the story. So uh, let me begin. There was, uh, there was a creditor that uh, gave people 10 talents, five talents, uh, two and one, I believe, and gave them, gave them money, and they, he went, this creditor went on a long journey. The, the, the point was to invest that money and then give it back to the creditor when he comes back, okay? That's, that's the point of the story. That's, that's what is happening. Verse 20, and so he that had received, now pay attention to the number, he that had received five talents came, and talents is currency, came and brought another five talents, that equals ten, saying, Lord, thou hast delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, good job, you good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. Stop right there. And remember the number. How many? F five. 
And then he made ten. Verse 22. He that also received two, only two, a little little less significant than five, came and said, Lord, you delivered unto me two, uh, two talents. Behold, I have gained another two, now I have four, and beside them. His Lord said unto him the exact same thing. You can read verse 23. The Lord said unto him exactly what he said to the guy that had five talents and then created ten. He said, well done. Thou good and faithful servant, you've been, you've been a lord over a few things, and I'm going to make you great over a, a, a lot of things. My investment could be small. My investment could be small. And when I compare it to, we have to be careful with that. We have to be careful with that. We, when I compare it to, now, now I, I don't want to hit too close to home, but Brother Sam, I had a, I had a youth activity just the other day, and and I had two that came. And when I compare it to... This stinks. You know what? There is no too small of an investment. Let me, make, let me make that very clear. My friend out here who thinks, well, whatever I'm doing for the Lord might be so small compared to. It might be so little compared to. I really don't know if I'm even making a difference in these people's lives at all. Can I encourage you tonight to continue? Continue, Brother Doug, at that prison ministry. Continue printing printing the scriptures. Continue. Continue what you're doing. Yes, your investment will pay off another day, but, but you are doing something great. We ought to be careful not to compare ourselves to the people that have five talents when I have two. God just gave me two. Now, we have to be careful. Let me start again. Uh, because talents, I've heard this verse preached. Now, let's take the word talents and turn it into abilities. Let us be careful not to compare our abilities to, well, uh, well, this guy, can, he can preach, he can sing, he can play the piano, and all I can do is encourage people. Continue encouraging. Amen. Continue encouraging. Do not stop. The talent, the, the ability that God gave you is worth so much. And just because you compare it to, well, I don't have what she has. It's not fair. And God didn't give me the gift of preaching, the gift of teaching, the gift of, and the gift of, but, but you know what I can do? I guess I can vacuum the carpet. I guess I can uh, take care of screaming babies. This is a great investment. This is a great investment. I hope you're encouraged tonight. I hope you're encouraged tonight about this. Do not stop investing in those around you for something greater. For something greater. You know, my mom, my mom once said this. I just use the tools that I have. I just use the tools that I have. Why didn't God give me ten talents? Why didn't God give me a million dollars? I would love to spread that out to all the missionaries around. Well, God just gave me what I have, and I'm just going to give what I have. That's all I have. We can compare ourselves to other churches. You say, well, we don't have the group that they have. We don't have the thing that they have. And, and we use the talents that God has given you. And do not stop investing in those around you. God brings the increase. But let me, uh, let me continue, bring it down to a conclusion. Uh, another thing that it mentions is uh, Matthew 25, 15. Go to verse 15. 
God will only give us that what we're able. Matthew 25, 15. And unto one he gave five talents, unto the two, uh, another two, and to another one one, to every man according to his several ability. So I guess that might help you answer the question, well, why didn't God give me this? Why didn't God give me that? God gave this family the ability, but not mine, and that's no fair. And, and verse 15, he gave according to the ability. So it, it really, to me, I'm like, Lord, you know how much money I can handle. You know how much money I can't. You know how much uh, talent that I can handle. But by the time that I'm so good of a singer, I'm going to be more focused on people looking at me than looking at you. So you only made my voice this good. or you only, And you can give your own example for that. Uh, God gives us what we're available, only to our ability in order to praise him and to give the glory to him. I enjoy investing in people for many reasons. Because when I do, I always remember the people that invested in me. I remember you, Eastside, all the time. I think of you all the time, thinking these are the people that invested in me. Now, as we, as we continue and we start investing in other people, I want to encourage you to give the same grace that the people invested in you, give the same grace to the people that you're investing in. Okay? And, and, and this can be said with mercy. This can be said with patience. Man, I appreciate the patience that my pastor has with me, uh, Pastor Jed or, or Pastor Jesse. I appreciate the patience that he has with me. I'm going to extend some patience to the young people. I'm going to extend some patience with uh, my coworker who I'm trying to bring along. I'm trying to teach them. I'm trying to, but sometimes we have to go back to square number three and then restart and try again and try and bring them along. I want to encourage uh, those who are investing in people to give the same grace, mercy, and uh, patience that you were given. Here's what I want you to take home tonight for a conclusion. Here's what I want you to take home. Who have I been investing in? And whether that's my time, that's my money, and will this make a difference? Will this make a difference at all? Who have I been investing in? I want to end, uh, and this feels a little out of place, I want to end uh, with, with another thing for the young people. You will be shocked at the amount of people that look up to you. You'll be shocked at the amount of people that, that look up to you and say, man, that's cool, I want to I be like that, or I want to go like that, and that's, and that's really cool. Uh, boy, we need some young people that will invest in other young people. Oh, we need your help. Can I say that tonight? We need your help. Sam, Brother Sam cannot do it alone. He can't. He's just one man. Would you help him? Would you bring people along and say, hey, uh, when, you know, when Brother Sam tells us to be quiet, let's be quiet, man. <laughs> hey, you know, when, and uh, hey, when it's time to sing, you know what we do? We actually sing. <laughs> can't believe it. You know, it's pretty great. You know, bring, bring people along. So what I'm trying to do when I'm talking to the young people, I just don't want this message to be for adults only. Sometimes I thought in my mind when I was a young person, that's great for my parents. I'm going to go home and change nothing. <laughs> you know, that's great for mom and dad. That's great for, man, my sister needs to hear that because she has problems with that. But for me, I'm good. Uh, and when I get older, I'll make investments. When I get older, and, uh, and I thought that even as a young person with literal money, uh, you know, when I get older, I really, don't really care about investing now. But your heavenly bank account starts day one. 
And when you, when you invest in people, invest in those around you, uh, you will reap a bountiful reward. Let me leave you with this, Eastside. Uh, once again, thank you for those who invested in me. Where would I be if it wasn't for you? And, and I wanted to take, I, I don't preach at Eastside often, just wanted to take the chance. Said, I know, <laughs> know what I'm going to say, just want to say thank you really quick. Good. Just want to say thank you. Who are you investing in? Whether your time or your money, I, I know I'm repeating myself, but this is, this is the thought take home tonight. Take home and, and chew on that on your pillow and think about that tomorrow when you head to work. Who am I investing in? And will this make a difference? Will what I'm doing, will this make a difference for eternity at all? Now, let me finish with that. I think I'm just going to conclude right there. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you tonight that you gave me a promise that you said I could invest in those around me. I can invest in people. And God, would you help me to be patient with those around me? Would you help me to love them like you love them? And Lord, they don't have it all right, but I remember, neither did I, and I still don't have it all right. (laughs) But God, would you bless your people this week? And Lord, just one thing I forgot to mention, this is love works. This is love works, Sioux Falls, investing in people. That's, that is what love works is. And so we're going to invest in our, our church. I mean, that was love works last year. But Lord, love works this year is investing in people in Sioux Falls and the people around us. Would you bless us tonight? Lord, uh, I don't want this thought just to stay in this place. Would your Holy Spirit work in your people tonight and, and take this outside of these walls? I'm going to invest in somebody this week. I'm going to treat them with love, with the respect and and honor that they deserve, and I'm going to come up close to them and mentor them and and invest in some people today. Lord, would you bless your people tonight as they make decisions, as they pray. Bless the young people. uh, Love seeing them. Love preaching to them. And and bless us tonight as we make decisions. I pray this in Jesus' name. Uh, Would you you stand with me, please?